That Force Radio. That Force Radio is rated M for mature. Or should that be immature? Hey guys, Dustin Wynn. Hey, this is Scott Snyder. This is Paul Dini. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. Listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio, so stay tuned. So it begins. Welcome back to Bat Force Radio, the Batman and DC podcast with no limits. This week we've got Bat Force Tom in California. As you don't. We've got Louie's bitch over in Texas. I'm in a very surly mood. But you know what? I decided to come and join this because our best friend Josh Williamson is on with us. That's a good excuse. And I'm Robin Cross in Canada. Okay, so as Gramps was just alluding to, one of the cool things about following comics is watching the career paths of your favorite creators as their successes bring them to new projects and to new titles. Uh, This week's guest has joined us over the years to discuss his work on books like The Flash, Batman Superman, Nailbiter, Robin, Ghosted, Infinite Frontier, and Future State. Today he returns just in time to begin his next task that he undertakes along with Jorge Molina and Tomeo Mori. He is the new mayor of Gotham, the warden of Arkham, the city comptroller, the commissioner of the Gotham City Department of Sanitation. He's going to be a busy guy running all of Gotham City. The new author of Batman, Joshua Williamson. It's just in time for me to leave Gotham completely. (laughs) (laughs) Poof, gone. (laughs) Christmas break. (laughs) Yeah, Batman takes off from Gotham for a little bit. I mean, he'll come back. He'll come back pretty quickly. But we we take we take Bruce out of Gotham for for a little bit. For a little bit. Yeah, that was actually something. Yeah, that that was something I wanted to uh, to get to about. So you you come into Batman following James and Fear State. You've got new characters to play with. There's a new status quo in Gotham. But you're taking Batman on the road and sort of touching back on Grant Morrison's run. Uh, was this designed as a bit of a palate cleanser before beginning your era of Gotham? Or does your first story simply find its roots in the past with Abyss and uh, Batman Inc. slash The Club of Heroes? I mean, I'm just, I just get going. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like I don't, I think, you know, with James's run and, 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 you know, you go back and look at as far as like Scott's and even Tom's. You know, I, I, uh, I'm friends with all those guys. And so I kind of have like been in the circle of Batman for the last five, six years anyway. And it's mm-hmm. like, I know what those guys were working on. And, you know, I think one of the things Tom and I had this conversation before, but it's like each one of those guys is different. They're different writers. Right. And, uh, you know, Tom's run is very different from Scott's and it had to be that way. Right. It had to be, because if it was more of the same, then it would be more of the same. Right. And so, uh, you know, when James came on, James had the same mindset, you know, and, and so I have the same mindset and I just wanted to get going tonally and story-wise with what I was doing. And I have plans and I think my plans are going to, um, they're going to surprise people. Like it's going to be very different than what you 
expect, right? Because we'll have this arc, and then I have if this arc, and then I have the next arcs after that. And then uh, this gets into spoiler stuff a little bit. But if this arc, the next arc, and we kind of change things up a little bit, and then you'll see where the rest of the Batman stuff is going to go from there, right? And how I'm going to carry those characters forward. It'll be a little different than what people are going to expect. But that being said, I did want to have a little bit. I wanted to get going on what my Batman was like, right? And like how I wanted to present Bruce, how I wanted to present Batman, how I wanted to present this world and my take on it uh, right from the get-go. But at the same time, I didn't want to start with like explosions right out the gate too, you know? I didn't want to have it be where it's like stuff's blowing up immediately, right? I wanted to kind of do a little bit more of a slow burn. Um, partially it's because I wanted to take a break, you know? It's like, if you look at things that's been going on, it's, you know, I think I look at Gotham and Batman, I look at what, and, and comic book stuff too, but it's like, you have City of Bane happened, and then there was uh, Joker War, right? First it was like City of Bane, and there was the designer stuff, which was basically a built Joker War, and then there was Joker War, and then it was Magistrate, like A-Day happened, you know, and it's like Arkham gets blown up, and then we have Fear State, and it was like, it not only wasn't a lot going on, there was a lot of new characters being put into it, right? And Tom, even going so far back as Tom's run, I think it's clear that Tom was more interested in writing characters around Bruce than writing Bruce, you know? It's like he was more interested in writing Catwoman and writing kind of some of the supporting characters than he was telling a Batman story. And so with me, I was like, I just want to tell a Batman story from his point of view. So like one of the things you'll notice in the first issue is we never really leave, we never really leave Bruce in that issue. Mm-hmm. It's always Bruce. It's his point of view. It's him moving through. And you, you only kind of leave him for like a second, but he's still there. Like his presence is very much there. You know, it's yeah. like stuff at the beginning with the cops, they're talking about Batman. The the stuff toward the ending with Detective Cahill, that's like what, two pages where Batman isn't there, but Bruce is there still. You see him in the background. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I always wanted to make it so it was about him. And so for me, when I was coming on to the book, I was like, let's slow everything down. Let's just slow everything down. Just do a detective story. Just do a story with him solving this case. Um, yes, there's connections to some of the Grant stuff, like some of the stuff involving, obviously, Batman Inc. And because uh, Abyss is a new character, there's obviously another supervillain that's in the mix that we don't, we didn't reveal yet. We held, you know, we waited it. Uh, dude, that was tough, dude. Like, that was one of my biggest requests of DC was like, please do not spoil the fact that there is another villain of this book. That Abyss is not the main villain of the book. Yeah, who? Yeah, who um, shows up at the end there? Yeah. Okay, like, who is it then? Oh, do you guys? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm not sure. Yeah, I I got to read it, but they hadn't yet. Oh, okay, yeah, though. yeah. All right, so there's, I, there's, there's I, a second I know, villain. Yeah, I I know how they feel because the first copy that I got to read of this book. Yeah, uh, was actually an unlettered copy. Yeah, and yeah. I think yeah. I told what? you about this. Yeah, so I, oh, I first right. read it unlettered, and I had, a lot of it was uncolored too. So it was just fucking uh, Jorge's inks. So yeah. there's that uh, the the party in the early pages of it. Yeah, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. That was, <laughs> what, what what is why are they all here why are they wait wait a minute is that a mistake that there's two jokers what what's happening no 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 uh but but yeah i got the letter yeah yeah you so you know there's more going on um you know i I just really wanted to kind of tell like a simple batman story to start off you know it's kind of like where at the very beginning you know he basically stops two robbers like when was the last time you saw batman stop two robbers you know it's like 
I just kind of wanted something to just get down to Bruce and then, and then, you know, tell something kind of a little more simple and quieter with him for a little bit. You know, it doesn't have to always be big explosions and stuff going on. It's like, let's ease him into that. Don't get me wrong. It's going to get crazier. Especially once we get past this first arc it does get nuttier after that. Like something's going to happen that, you know, we haven't announced yet. We're like two weeks out from announcing. So something's going to happen in the DCU in March and once that happens like we're not gonna hide it we'll tell you what it is because something yeah. pretty big happens like two two things happen one rolls into the other and that will impact the batman book and then books like robin and a few yeah. others like something yeah. big will happen and then it'll be like okay now we know what we have to do and then it'll be that'll be another status quo change and like stuff will happen that'll you know mix things in but yeah with these first years i think tonally i just wanted to get going and tell you this is who my batman is and then story-wise, I wanted to slow things down before we wrap it back up in March. Like, March, it'll be... I mean, you're going to find out in two weeks. We're not going to hide what happens. We're just going to say right out in the solicits. Um, there was no point in keeping a secret. You'll see once we get there. It's something pretty pretty major happens, and that leads into something else happening. Yeah, um, I, I, I think I know yeah. what that is, but I don't know how... Yeah, if, if it's at all public knowledge, so I won't... Uh, I mean, I'm kind of want to... you got to tell me when we're off the air. you got to tell me okay. your guess, because yeah. I want to I know your guesses. What you, um, gonna you were mentioning how I mean we've seen your your name and and your work pop in and out of Batman like you mentioned for the last like five six years. So when you know when uh, Scott was stepping away, your name was always there. Like oh I wonder if it's going to be Joshua Williamson. You know I wonder if it's going to be and um, it kind of went through like and you know bat, frequent Batman readers will know those names just like you mentioned the group of friends where it seems like um, you know it, uh, Gotham has rolled through that collective group. And everyone's kind of getting their hands on it, uh, which is totally awesome because, um, like you were mentioning, Tom King's got his own style. Um, you know, uh, James has his own style. Is yeah. there anything that, like, as ideas were getting bounced off you from the other guys when they're talking about, oh, I'm going to do this or check out this art. Is there anything going on that you were like, oh, God, please don't do this because that's what I want to do. Please don't do this. Is there <laughs> anything, like, you were worried about, like, if I ever get Batman, this is my thing? No, because um, I think, you know, it's hard to say, like, but the, the four of us, we're, we're pretty open with each other about what we're planning or what we would okay. do. Right? You know, I mean, there were times, like, we're all in the room together and we would bounce ideas back and forth and some people would say, no, I don't want to do that because of these reasons, you know, like, um, you know, uh, or because here's part of it, right? So, like... I'm just going to tell you an example. And, and uh, so one of the examples was the wedding, right? How does the wedding end? And um, I knew exactly how I thought the wedding should end because I, I knew that they weren't going to be able to get married. Like we knew that from the beginning. Um, mm -hmm. There was no way they were ever going to get married. Uh, that was definitely a roller coaster ride, but we knew day one. Like I, there was day one we knew they weren't going to get married. Uh, I, remember, I remember Tom telling me a coffee. He was like, I think I'm going to Batman propose. And I was like, oh, dude, <laughs> like, they're never gonna let they're never gonna let that happen. And then, sure enough, like every meeting we had after that was somebody at some level being like, yeah, I mean, you could do that, but they're not gonna get married. <laughs> just consistently, just. Uh, no. and I remember, I remember uh, having this dinner with, with with Tom, and I'll give you two examples, I guess. Like having dinner with Tom and Bob Harris, and we were talking about the wedding issue, and and, and Tom was like, I don't know who's gonna be the best man, and I was like, oh man, it's Alfred. Like, it has to be Alfred. And I basically pitched him how that scene would go, like, how you would do it. And that's what's in issue 50, is that. Yeah. So I'm not afraid of just being like, here's what I would do. Mm. But to that example, so I told him, this is what I was like, Alfred's the best man, right? Obviously. So here's how you do it. And, and that's what's in the issue, pretty much. 
the ending though, I pitched him an idea for the ending and he did not like it. And so, you know, but I was like, you know, here, go with God. Right. And he didn't like that ending. He did obviously the ending he has is what Tom wanted. And, um, but because of that, I will, I can't like take the idea that was mine and then be like, okay, I'm going to do it now. Like, yeah. no, I'm not going to do that. Got it. Uh, but when I was talking to those guys about that stuff, no, we just throw stuff at the wall all the time and bounce ideas around and just bullshit about what we want to do. And there was never a moment. I wasn't even sure if I'd ever get Batman. I had a couple moments where they asked me about it. Um, they asked me about it, I think, in, like, the spring of 2019. This is before Tom was, was done. They yeah. asked me about it, and I was like, I can't leave. Um, I can't leave Flash. I wasn't ready to leave Flash. You know, I had Flash as a double shit book. And I knew I was going to get to a hundred and I was not going to leave, you know, early. I, I would have had to have left almost a year early. So I was like, no, I want to finish this through. So I didn't do it then, but we, we talked about stuff and I had some ideas, but you know, things change. Like, and obviously, you know, the DCU plans change drastically in the last year and a half, two years. Right. Yeah. So even with all that, there was never a time where I was like, oh, I got these ideas. I hope they never do them. You know, it's like, I don't know. I guess I never, I would, it's hard to say because it's like, if, if James came to me and was like, I have this idea for Batman. If in my head, I'm like, fuck, I wanted to do that. I would have, I would just tell him like, oh man, that's what I would want to do. All right. And then we would talk about it. You know, we would just talk about it. And, and then the person runs their own direction and then, you know, out of respect, sometimes they'll be like, well, you know, your version of that is better. Like you should do that at some point. And, and life is long, dude. Com life, there's going to be plenty of times for Batman comics yeah. and plenty of Batman ideas. You have way more than just one idea. So I, I never really stressed out about that working with those guys. It did make me, I think that time period, it made me aware of, of little things about Batman that I would want to do, you know, or the things that you should do. And like we were talking about is that like, when you come in, you got to come in with some heat and you got to make sure you draw a line in the sand, even if it's something simple, like a costume change, for example, right? Like, you know, there has to be some kind of line in the sand that you're saying my run is going to be about this, you know? And it's like, obviously Tom's run was like, I'm going to do a romance. Like he was trying to get into a romance comic and that's what was going to his goals. Right. Mm -hmm. And Tom or Scott was like, he's going to do this very, very in Bruce's head horror story right and you know being some of the being like you think you know everything but you don't kind of thing which is repeated throughout that run uh and then james james is interesting james i think what james had to say about batman he said with detective so when he had already done detective he was like i already said what i wanted to say about batman and the batman family over here so over here i have a whole different goal and his goal was is new stuff new toys mm -hmm. right so he was very much like here are a bunch of new characters, Punchline, Ghostmaker, Clown Hunter, you know, Miracle Molly. He was always, that was the point to him was, I'm just going to throw a bunch of new toys in here. And I mean that like as terms of characters, but also there were new gadgets, right? Like his first issue had that, uh, that Batwing that could climb. It was from the Lego movie, but that's basically what he was trying to do, right? Like he was trying to literally put more toys into it. He was trying to add as much as he could to the toy box. Uh, so for me, I had my own goals with it and how I wanted to do something a little bit different. And that was more what I had to figure out was like, okay, how do I draw the line in the sand and figure out what's mine? And part of that was like new costume, getting him out of Gotham, making it much more about Bruce, you know, making Bruce a quieter character. Like, I don't know if you noticed, but he doesn't talk that much in the issue, right? Like he's quiet a lot of times. And so I was like, I wanted Bruce to be a little quieter, a little more uh, menacing, you know, um, just a, I don't know what the right word is for, but I wanted it to breathe a little differently than what 
James had done. Um, and then I have some goals for the book that you'll start to get. You'll start to, it'll get kind of obvious. And then I have a longer term uh, plan I want to do with the character. Uh, you'll start to piece together as we go. And yeah. It's always interesting about comics. Like I can go back, look at a book now and I could be like, oh my God, I can tell you exactly what was going on in my life when I wrote that script or when this was getting drawn, what was going on, right? And all the weird, like, because every page has, a, I feel like every page has a story, right? And mm -hmm. I'm sure if you talk to an artist about this too, they would tell you a much more in-depth version of it because, you know, they spend a day or two on every page, right? Yeah. Uh, but I think with like every comic I've ever worked on, I could, I could like sit there and read it and be like, okay, I remember when I wrote this, what was happening, what's going on and like what sparked what and then what was, if there was, if there was drama, because sometimes there are, like this morning I was thinking about how like, <laughs> on flash uh if we ever did like flash omnibuses of my run um you know i don't normally do this i know some creators do it where when they get the collections of their books they'll go back and they'll rewrite dialogue sometimes right like mm -hmm. if you look at the differences between i think one, one i'll give you as an example of is if you um look at metal when the issues are coming out versus the collection edition of metal they're they're very different yeah. Uh, because Scott, I was with him. So I remember getting to his house, me and James were pulling up <laughs> and he literally had it all like laid out and he was double checking all the lines and like rewriting stuff. Like he had it all printed out and he was like rewriting lines so that they could re they could adjust things for the collection edition. Jesus. Yeah. And this isn't even the, the hardcover version. I'm talking about the softcover version that had all wow. of it in it that had like, it had wild hunt and it had, uh, lost in it. That yeah. one is slightly different. Like it's not drastic, but there are, there are probably chunks of dialogue that were rewritten later yeah i i think he um, did the same thing in his batman run too he's yeah, yeah. he's yeah. always done that yeah like yeah. um and we could leave this out you don't get paid extra for that do you i mean you're no. doing double work no you don't believe that you can leave that in no we don't get paid for that. Fucking leave that shit but in. but this is the thing though that's on us that's not on them that's on us like, okay, that's me yeah. making a decision they don't you ask know, you like, to do that's that? not on, yeah they don't ask us to do that like don't get me wrong if 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 i'll get a like, okay so like with uh a trade sometimes when they're putting it together every once in a while they'll reach out and they'll be like did you ever catch anything that was incorrect like a typo or anything you know because sometimes we see it sometimes we don't um and then it's like oh yeah 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 there was a mistake like this thing happened or this thing slipped by and sometimes it's stuff that no one will ever notice but me right uh you know sometimes we catch it and they they they, they pretty much if you catch it like like let's say the issue comes out and then i catch a typo I will immediately tell them and they'll correct it for like digital and trades. Like immediately they'll go in there and fix it. So when it, anytime it's reprinted after that, it's corrected. Uh, sometimes it's really funny, dude. And like, uh, I'm not going to say what it was, but there was one book I reread recently and I found so many um, errors in it. And it was an essential edition. Oh, no. God, like how did it get all the way to here and have all these errors? I almost called the editor because I'm friends with them and be like, yo, dude, I found all these mistakes in this trade. It was a ton. It was like surprising. But uh, so with, with Flash, there's times around Flash where it's like, if I ever got to do like an omnibus edition of Flash, there are things that I would change, like little things, even if it was like, you know, oh, like there was one line of dialogue I, I did not agree with my editors about, but it was early on. This is like, this is within the first year of Flash where it was still, you know, I'm still getting used to them. They're still getting used to me. And so sometimes I would just, you know, put your hands in the air and you go, okay, fine, whatever. Just, just send it to print. You know, I'm not going to keep yeah. arguing about this. And, uh, cause at the end of the day, they're, they're your bosses. Right. So, uh, there, but there are a couple lines that like now that I'm past it and I'm in a different position with DC than I was like five years ago. Uh, I would definitely go back in. There's like lines of dialogue that I would be like, no, no, no I was right. 
<laughs> like I'm yeah. going to go back in and I'm going to change it. Or and, I'm going to and I'm sh- and I'm sure sometimes you you'll get to like a, a later part in the run, or even if it's a later part in the same story arc, where you might just say, oh, "I wish I had worded that differently because it would gel better with what I wrote a few issues later." Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, I have a couple creator own books that are like that too, and <laughs> things I would have changed. And there's a couple times where like there's books where. Um, I don't know. There, there, there are times where it was like we would have a conversation with editorial, and they would say we believe this way, this way, you know, or even I would fight for something and then realize I was wrong later and go back and want to report it or things that are like, you know, because it's funny how like a, a line of dialogue can change so much context of something, yeah. and you may not even catch it until later. Like there's stuff that Tom King and I joke about this. There's a very particular. This might get specific. I probably shouldn't get into it, but I will anyway. Uh, Tom King and I have this one line of dialogue we both are unhappy with that made it to print. And we've, we both always we talk about it sometimes. And that's one that if I ever had an option to fix, I would go in and fix it. Like, I just know, like, there's this one line that's always bugged me. And I kind of fixed it. It's weird. It's like we – sometimes what will happen is, is that you fix it later in a different way, right? Like, you'll have a character – say something to reference that and then they sit and they correct themselves kind of thing um i don't know that, that that's getting way deep into like the weird little stuff that we have to deal with but uh but that's what i'm saying like getting back to it like every book i could tell you what was going on when i was writing it you know and it's like i think with batman right now it will be you know if i'm like a year or two from now to talk about what was going on with each one of these books it would be interesting to to talk about you know it's like uh, you know, because we're 10 years out from New 52, and they did that 10-year anniversary, like, New 52 article. But only really Dan and Scott and a few people talked about it. I'm like, oh, it's too soon. You gotta <laughs> wait till, like, 30 years and then have, like, the real conversations about it. And then it'll be really interesting to really talk because there's so many stories, you know, about these books. And not just from creators, but from editorial. Like, yeah. you know, there's there's a lot of stuff retailers that was going on. It's always really interesting to, to look back at that stuff. Yeah, it's like, like getting a commentary track uh, on a movie. Yeah, but that's the thing is that, like, sometimes, you know, if you're somebody makes a movie and they're still in the middle of making it, and then they're like a year away from it and they do a commentary track, they're still in it at that point, right? Yeah. But if it's like 10 years later and they talk about it and they can be objective and really, you know, open up and be honest about certain things, that's like way more interesting to me. You know, if you listen to like, you know, John Carpenter, when he does commentary tracks, he's much more open about like, oh, I hated this thing, or, you know, this was a mistake, or I love this part, or, you know, fuck this person because of this thing. Yeah. <laughs> I always say it's more interesting, you know, Kevin Smith does really good uh, commentaries on his movies back, and you go back and listen to like Clerks and Mallrats and stuff, yeah. because he was doing it, he was a few years apart, but I don't think he has a problem being honest about his work. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I think commentary tracks on comics would be interesting. I've thought about that a couple times, but I think you need to have the distance from it. I think you need to have a good distance from it, not just for you, but for other people, because sometimes it's not just you working, it's other people working on it too, and you don't want to like inadvertently bash somebody else's work, you know? So you want to, you got to keep some distance from it. Have you ever written like a inside joke, either with dialogue or just something in the story between you and your fellow creators that you talked about maybe at a convention or over a you know, beer or something like that. There are things in there that I think are are little little jokes to each other, you know. But it it yeah. depends. But I'll, I'll say yes. There's okay. little inside jokes in there for sure, you know. Because I mean, sometimes with like, oh, inside jokes is the right wording, but yeah, there is stuff like that. Because sometimes, you know, with me, James, Tom, and Scott, and a few others, like we'll send each other like, oh, look at this passage I just wrote. You know, look at this 
this piece here that I just did, or look at this part here that, you know, I'm doing over here. And um, I mean, they're still about the characters though. It's not like we're slipping in some like joke that was a conversation that we had at a bar. I, I wouldn't do that, but it is like, you know, we might have a talk about something with the books or with the characters and then be like, oh, dude, I'm doing that. I'm going to put that in there and this is how I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah, what's funny, you know, I just I saw uh, Greg put in uh, in the Demons book that he's doing with Scott. Mm-hmm. He drew in a meme. You know that meme of the in the bar, there's the guy shouting in the girl's ear and she yes. looks horribly disinterested? Yes, yes. I was just talking he, about he my drew that the day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he drew that in the comic. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was in issue one, right? Was that issue one? I think so. Yeah, yeah, because then he had it. He drew it twice, right? Because it's a man yelling in her ear, and then it's a woman yelling in her ear. In the next one, <laughs> I think that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think that was yeah. It. Is um, you mentioned toys. Um, it's it seems at some point Scott and Greg like wanted to see how many different types of designs for like costumes or tech will get turned into toys, and there's so many that ended up like you know getting made into like a suit or a gadget or whatever. Um. Do you ever think about that? Like, oh my God, like this could be potentially an action figure someday. And like, I would 100%. love to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, you're that we, guy. You got, you got the, oh, you love going to that, you love going to that room. Yeah. I, uh, you guys right, dude. You know, I'll yeah. go out there and get a bunch of DC toys, man. Uh, yeah, I definitely think about it. You know, if I can get a suit done or if I can get a, I think getting a, like a, a, a a version of like this Batman costume that we have. Cause this Batman costume is a little different. It's not, it's not the Batman ink costume. It's a mix of the Batman ink costume and the black costume that he wore in JLA. And in the late nineties, we took both those costumes and combined. Cause that was, it was an interesting thing because at one point DC was like, we want to win the Batman ink costume. And I was like, well, I don't want to be the oh, wow. costume. I was like, look at the, the costume that he wore in, um, well, it was a weird mix. They didn't, at first they didn't want me to change the costume at all, and I was like, "No, no, this is my, this yeah, is yeah, one of my requests." Coming onto the book was if I'm doing this because at first I said no. This is like a whole other part of this. I said no at first, um, and then it was like we started talking about it more and more, and then I was like, "Okay, I can do this, but this is what I need." And I needed a bigger. I had a really big picture that'll probably surprise people. It'll take some time to see the big picture, uh, but I had a plan, and I was like, "All right, here's what I want to do. Here's the things I need." And um, it definitely, uh, so part of that was the costume change. And so, you know, because at this point, dude, like the way DC is right now, like it's really interesting is that 2022 is locked. Like I know, I know what I'm doing all of 2022. I'm not, I'm not saying there's no surprises that shit happens, you know, and there's always like something that pops up and we're still, it's like, I could tell you some of the event stuff. I don't know every piece of every like mini or one shot that we're doing. I don't have it like nailed down, but when it comes to like, dude, I literally know what I'm doing in like March of 2023 at this point. Like that's how far out we're planning. And, uh, but so with the costume, we kept going back and forth and it was like, okay, well, if we're going to do a costume. How about we do the Batman Inc. costume? And I was like, all right, here are my, my thoughts on that. But then I was like, no, what I really want is I want the, the late nineties black costume. It was all black that had the oval. Mm-hmm. And that's the one he wore in JLA. And they were like, all right, let's marry the two. Let's figure out how to get them together. And so he sent all of that stuff to Jorge, and then Jorge redesigned this one. So it's almost a mix of the two oh, wow. modern version of the 90s one. But so with the toys and stuff, yeah, I mean, when we were working on Robin, like, I'm still working on Robin, but when we were developing Robin, we were developing Flatline, I was like, that's a toy. That's a toy right there, <laughs> you know? And I was like, re- like Respawn? Oh, come on, dude. I, I'm, I'm like, come on, McFarlane. You know you want to make this Respawn toy. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. like, you know you want to make this like oh, what are y'all talking about this figure here yeah i love that so yeah, so with all that stuff too i definitely think about it. i mean those guys were much more i mean i remember one time we were in a meeting we were in this meeting and uh somebody in the meeting said they said the word toyetic they were like well that's not very toyetic yeah. And another creator in the room was like, Toyetic, I don't want to do that. And then the, the person who was our boss, who was much higher up the food chain than us, was like, do not make fun of the word Toyetic. Like, very much was like, <laughs> like, you will learn. And this, this is a long time ago. This is, you know, like six years ago, I think. And they were right. Like, at this point, we all do think about that. Because that's part of the game, you know? And I, I think it's part of the fun of it, too, is you want to make stuff that then, you know, because then, then you're doing something different, you're adding, and you're able to kind of mix things up a bit, and then if somebody feels inspired to make a toy of that thing you made, whether it's, uh, you know, a flatline toy or a Batman costume, because, like, yeah, I have that I have that Batman toy that's the bat armor he wears in, like, issue 9, I think, of Batman that Capullo designed. Mm-hmm. I have that right here. Yeah, the Thrasher suit. Which one is it? The Thrasher suit? Oh, yeah. It's, it's this one. Here, hold on a second. Let me see if I can pull this out without... Derailing uh, everything. Here we here. go. No, this is this is how this is where we're getting the good stuff. This see guy. What you, see what you got. It's a, oh man, it's this guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the it's Thrasher. This one. Yeah, yeah. I love this thing. I love this. Yeah. Thing. It's yeah. so heavy too. Yeah, it's a monster. Yeah, I love this one. I have this one. I mean, I, I have a, way too many Batman toys. I'm out. <laughs> I have I that. I, uh, I I have him uh, up on a shelf, and his helmet <clears> is off. And because yeah. I wanted the look, I have the black suit Mezco Batman head on mm. on top of it, so he has the cowl on. Oh, that's cool. That's um, cool. I have a, I have the Hot Toy Batman Returns toy over here, and then I nice. have just like a ton of. I have, I have the Batcave they made for the animated series toys, but I've never Dude. opened it. Oh, don't because that thing is is insane. It, they don't make you know it's DC collectibles. Yeah. They don't make it anymore. So yeah. that thing is a hot commodity. Oh, all that oh, really? I have it still in the box, dude. It's just chilling. Keep it in there, dude. Yeah, wasn't, really? that, like, wasn't that going like $600 or something? Oh yeah, God, last, really? last time I saw it. Because they're not going to make it anymore unless Todd decides to, uh, Pause to, make to, it. to reissue so, it. But. This is the thing, though. So I have this debate, right? I was talking to a couple other buddies of mine who also buy like collectibles and stuff. And we were talking about this because I have a lot. <laughs> Right, like I have a lot of unopened stuff, and <laughs> so, like, what you guys see behind me and what's in this office is like nothing, dude. I have a ton of stuff, and so I think I told you guys this last time. Like, I have a full size Batman Returns bust. That's that one that has the face missing. It's just the cowl that's like really mm-hmm. big. Mm. I have that, and I have no place to put it. So next year we're remodeling the house, and part of the remodel is that the attic above the garage is getting turned into a full on studio. That you told us that. Office. Yeah, I told you this, right? So that's getting yeah. done next year, finally. They showed me the plans. I was like, oh, man. I finally <laughs> got it. Dude, I am so pumped. It's going to be nuts, dude. I, I have so much stuff that I've bought over the years. Like, not just the stuff to put around, but, like, the shelving. Everything is ready to go. So the moment that thing is done, it's going to be it's gonna be nuts. But so here's the thing is that I've been thinking about this where I'm like, I have so many toys and so many collectibles. Like, here in my office alone, I have so much stuff. Just looking around, it's insane. And I'm like... Dude, I have no idea if if I'm gonna have like what I might do is have the two buddies of mine who are also like collectible guys just have them come to the house and be like, we're just having a toy opening party, boys. Let's mm-hmm. just sit here and just ah. open toys for like a whole day and just mess around yeah. and then put them on shelves. But so that's the thing is that that you know that uh, bat cave thing would be a perfect like diorama for a bunch of the Batman toys I have. Yeah. So there's a part of me that is like I have to open it, you know, because I'm never gonna sell it. 
like here's the other thing right. i was saying with this a lot because sometimes i have so much stuff here i've thought about selling some of it and you know i follow a bunch of people that are also like collectible people like i i follow like gym collectibles and those guys and it's like i see people who have all these collectibles and stuff and they talk about how they sell it i have no time to do that you know it's like my, resell. My, crazy what's that to resell yeah to resell it like when would i have the time to resell it like it's it's tough so i'm i'm, I'm really uh a torn on that stuff because i have like you know when back when they were mattel when mattel was doing the dc toys uh do you remember those yeah mm -hmm. i have i have all of them i have all of wow. them still in the boxes so i'm like when am i ever gonna open that many toys that's a lot of toys so yeah. You know, I have so much stuff. Dude, I'll just show you guys pictures sometimes. Was that like the Legends of the Dark Knight stuff? I don't remember which ones those were. Um, it's the Mattel one, not just Batman, but like DC stuff. Like, just there were all those figures they were making that were like the figures and stuff. You know? Um, yeah. Okay. I have all those. I have a dude. I I just have too much. I've lost track of it. You know? It's like I have a Francis Madden. There's so many of those. Dude, dude, I have bins and bins and bins of these things filled, <laughs> and it's like. Don't even start on Marvel Legends. Like Marvel Legends, I had to draw a line. I was like, I have to only get certain things because otherwise I'm gonna go nuts. And then you know I what you can do is um, when you have the time and ability to do it, if you ever want yeah. to, mm -hmm. just take that stuff to a con that you go to and set it up at your booth. <laughs> just and, sell them. Like, is your yeah, dude. Like I was just I was just at LA Comic Con this morning, and uh, oh really? Yeah, there was an there was a couple artists who like I think they just have too much shit at their house. So like they they brought like a bunch of stuff that they're like yeah I'm just letting it go you know Christmas time gotta make room out with the old yeah. and with the new. Well, I'm better than throwing it away though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might... Some people have done that. I would never throw it away. Uh, we should stop talking with the clickable so we can talk about Batman. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Only Robin is Reddit, so I thought I thought you guys Wait, all Reddit. I, was like, I have I have a question. So I have yeah. uh, we have a uh, uh, we just started a Bat Bat Force Radio Discord, and right, so uh, for those listening. We'll put that link up to join in the Discord on our Instagram. But um, Spenny G asks, while taking Batman out of Gotham, are you going to touch on Bruce Wayne's absence in Gotham City? What's the role of Bruce Wayne on the road? Well, with these first four issues, it all takes place within, like, these first four issues, I would say, all take place within about 24 hours. So I don't need to show that much of Bruce, mm. like, Wayne. I mean, he's still out of costume a bit. Like, he's out of costume throughout, like... Uh, he has dinner in the second issue with somebody. <laughs> I can't tell you who it is. Robin as Robert. Bruce as Bruce Wayne as Bruce Wayne. He has dinner with somebody as Bruce Wayne with somebody that we you see yeah. at the end of the issue. So, you know, we get to see a little bit of him uh, throughout, but he's mostly very quiet in, in each one of those things. And then after he passes his first arc, then it's just like the shit hits the fan. <laughs> and so, because the shit hits the fan, you're not going to see. You're going to see a little bit of Bruce. Like there's moments, there's little things that kind of happen throughout. Um, but with Gotham being gone, I mean, dude, that's what Detective Comics is going to all be about for three whole months. Is this going to be about that Shadow of the Bat stuff? That all is about Bruce being gone and what mm -hmm. happens with Arkham and, and Batwoman and Huntress and those characters that are kind of left in Gotham while he's gone. So that's going to show all of that. Bruce is going to come back at some point. And then, like I was saying before, two things happen. Two things happen back to back that basically draw him back in, not just into Gotham, but make him, you know, he has to leave Gotham again. <laughs> Because of something that happens, uh, and it becomes a whole thing. And then 
it's gonna get nuts, dude. It's gonna be like basically by the time you guys see what we're doing in March, and then you see what we're doing in April, you're just gonna be like, "What the fuck are they doing? Like, <laughs> what is happening here?" And I'm like, "This just—it's gonna be crazy, guys. It's got, this is gonna be a roller coaster ride. Like we're gonna be revving it up." I feel like with Infinite Frontier when we started, everything was a little quieter because we just come through Death Model. Death Model was a noisy, awesome, you know, rock show, right? And we were like, okay, cool, we got to bring everything down. That's why Infinite Frontier and all this stuff was a little quieter, right? Like everything's a little quieter. We're building some stuff. We're putting some pieces in places. We're putting pieces in place so we can do stuff this year. Once we get through, because like now, now Justice League Incarnate's coming out, yeah, and then things are gonna happen in Justice League Incarnate they'll impact stuff and then you'll start seeing like the stuff that happens in Batman and a couple other books are going to start colliding with each other and you're going to see it because it's in the solicits so it's like once you get around to March you're going to be like oh shit well that's a problem and then by the time you get to April you're going to be like how the fuck is that happening like <laughs> what and then you're going to start seeing as we get deeper into the year it's just gonna, the DCU is going to get it's going to turn to a deadly place like a lot of things are going to fall into place that are going to make it so it's a much more dangerous stuff happening that has to be dealt with and it's going to get real obvious but there's going to be steps to get there it's like i I basically spent the last year you know not this last year since march i guess but year for me in terms of writing setting all these dominoes up once you get to march those dominoes are going to start hitting and you're going to start seeing where everything is falling you know like once those march books come out it's going to be like oh this is a there's a lot going on here but it's (laughs) all colliding and you'll see how it all collides with each other. You know, it's bouncing around and stuff. Because there's going to be stuff that happens in Batman, Robin, and Deathstroke. They're going to connect. You'll start seeing where Ooh. they connect. And then it's like, the stuff happening in Justice League Well, then, you know, it's going to hit. And there's other stuff, other books we haven't announced yet or other crossovers that are going to happen that are all going to make it. So it, it's kind of like the build to Infinite Crisis. Like, all these things were kind of happening in Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. And then you had all the minis that sort of started building this thing to where once it all hit, it was obvious, like all these pieces were in place. And now that's, that's kind of where we're at with a lot of the stuff now. And so it's like, I think you'll start seeing some of those things in March and April and you'll start being like, Holy shit, there's some stuff going on. And it just, we, we tried to make sure we earned it. Like all those pieces got put in place, you know, like this isn't a secret. We had a cover that was a Deathstroke cover where it was Deathstroke as I don't know if you guys saw it, but Deathstroke was like on a throne. Yeah. It was like King Conan. Yeah. Uh, that really happens. So the stuff with him basically just declaring himself king, uh, that's going to impact stuff and what he's king of and how that impacts certain things. You'll start to see like, oh, that's a problem, you know, and it's going to start building out from there. And yeah, in like two weeks, you guys are going to be like, oh shit, <laughs> there's like a bunch <laughs> of stuff that's going to come up at once. Um, another quick question from the uh, Discord chat. How long do you think your run is going to last? I'm not sure if uh, you're allowed to say that, if at all, but um, will you also have an underlying story arc like Bane and King's run? Uh, or And you kind of answered this. There's already, your plan has already kind of included the interconnecting uh, books yeah. and also the, the stuff coming down the line. So Here's what I'm going to tell you guys. If I answer it a both those questions is complicated. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think people will be surprised by the weird directions they're going to go in, right? Like, a lot of what I'm doing in Batman is to help set up, like, I have the things I want to do, and it's to help set up other stuff that we're doing. Uh, it's going to be, it's an interesting sort of, like, complicated question uh, in terms of how long I'm on it for, the plans I have, all that stuff. It, you'll start to see it's all part of a big, big picture planning we have that we're working on right now. Um, 
it's going to surprise people how we're going to do things a little differently with this one and me working on Batman and how I work on Batman and what I do next and like how it all kind of is going to like splinter off in weird ways that will will, will surprise people what we're doing. Uh, I did want to ask you, so you mentioned earlier that you had turned down Batman previously. So I wanted to ask why you knew that this was the right time to do it. Because like we, we came to that point where everyone knew that James was coming off and at a point like that, there are only, it's, it's sort of obvious to a degree that there are only X number of people that we expect like, well, the, this this person's a good writer doing a great job over on that but they're not going to give them batman yet there's and then this person they're not going to give them so basically to me anyway it looked like the two obvious choices were it was either going to be you or or taylor yeah we had talked about that in our yeah private combos we were like when we knew james was coming off we're like yeah oh who's gonna step up and And like we 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 were pulling for you yeah oh, and like like yeah. like a like a week before it was announced i came mm-hmm. really close to uh i was gonna send almost the same message to both you and taylor and just like coyly be like so when are they announcing you for batman <laughs> which one oh, you man. said yeah. oh where'd you hear <laughs> let me tell you some stories uh, well uh so the first time they asked me about it um it was a very weird situation because of the things that were going on at dc at the time they had asked me about it and they basically told me they were going to give it to me. And I was like, okay, when? And there was a longer term plan involved. Right. And I was like, okay, cool. That's, that's awesome. I would love to do that. Right. I already started thinking about ideas and planning stuff out and talking with them about it. Well, then when Tom left, it, the timing was wrong. Right. Like I couldn't, I couldn't do it. And I was like, I said before, I wanted to finish flash and I couldn't, I couldn't, I didn't want to leave flash. I had a story with Flash I was telling. I've been telling for like four years at that point. I wasn't going to like just stop telling the story I wanted to tell. Because uh, I was like, again, I was like a year out from it, you know. Um, like we were in the middle of year one pretty much. And I was like, oh man, I still got like 24 more issues to go. I can't, I can't drop out now. Um, and like it was too, it wasn't too important to me. So I said, you know, I couldn't do it then. And then that led to some other, other stuff. But um you know obviously james did it you know james came on and and uh, then kicked ass on it when you know james and i are close so james and i were talking about what he was planning what he was thinking and so it wasn't like a surprise to me you know i i knew long i probably you know obviously i knew before i probably knew before almost anybody that he was going to leave and um when he told uh dc about it you know i was talking to dc and we started having some conversations about it of like whether or not I would do it. And at first I was like, well, I'm not the guy and this is why. And I kind of broke down why timing wise. And because, you know, there, there was a lot of weird timing stuff involved. And so I was like, I don't really want to do it. And this is why. But then I kept talking to them about it every day. You know, it was just like every day I would talk to them about the book. And then it was very much like, what would you do? How would you do it? what are the things you want to do here, here, and here? And I'm like, well, here's what I want to do. And I kind of was breaking it down. And, and you know, I was even talking about this yesterday. Again, it's like, okay, well, what am I doing in 2023? And I don't think it's a secret we're doing an event next year, you know? So it's like, how does this factor in the event that I'm doing? Because that event is very intense. So it's like doing that event, how does that factor into things, you know? So it was like a lot of moving parts and moving pieces to what we were doing. And yeah, I mean, it was just kind of a, uh, it was just a really weird timing. Um, once we knew I was doing it, we didn't tell anybody. 
like I did I, I mean James is the only one that knew like I, I it took me like a week to tell James like I, I finally was like all right here's what's going on and I told him here's what's up and, and then you know James was happy for me and then I was able to you know he knew I was going to be able to like work with him to to carry forward what he had already planned I wasn't going to come in and like blow stuff up and, and you know so it helped out um but we didn't tell anybody like I didn't tell even I didn't even tell Scott and Tom it took me a while to tell them like it took me a few weeks and even it's funny like, we were so secretive about it there were people who are editors who work for dc that did not know until i announced it on twitter because we were so secretive about it but what happened was somebody so i did tell a couple of creators i told like a handful of people at one point i was like here's what's going on here's what's up and they're all very happy and then we found out that one website actually had it and it would not be the website you think like somebody else had it they they, they knew they knew and it was a friday and they knew and it was like, oh, are you kidding me? Okay, what are we going to do? We had to map it out. And then it was like, I guess we're announcing Monday morning. Like, this is what's happening. We're going to announce on Monday morning. Uh, we were able to talk to that website. And they were like, we we thought you guys were announcing it soon. So we won't say anything. Like, they oh, got wow. it. It wasn't who you would think. But basically, it was a website that was like basically said, we thought you were going to announce it soon. You know, we won't say anything. We'll wait until you guys announce um but we were like all right that's thank you we'll announce on monday then right so we ended up mm -hmm. announcing that monday we weren't supposed to announce it until september and so we ended up announcing it early because of that it was a whole thing that was a wild friday let me tell you <laughs> what was really funny is my wife she has friends from high school so she has like a a, a, a chat group right like a, a text group with a bunch of people she knew from high school mm -hmm. and it's like you know she has these two friends from high school and like their husbands um are also like people she went to high school she's friends with and she knows but they read comic books two of them do <laughs> and so one of them one of them on that sunday might have been that saturday just in the text thread was just like hey is josh writing batman just <laughs> no asked, shit right just went for it like he, he fucking took his shot right <laughs> sometimes you gotta do it <laughs> and so here's the thing my wife did not know it was a secret Oh, oh shit! <laughs> so my wife is also always stressed out about my schedule, and we have this thing of like, she gets to a point where she's like, I think with Batman in particular, when Bat when I got the job with Batman, she was like, "You are not allowed to pitch anything else. <laughs> like, <laughs> no more new books, no more this." And I'm like, "What if I pitch it for something for like two years from now?" <laughs> like, <laughs> she's like, "Nothing else. Your schedule is so messed up." You know, because she knows how much I write. Like, I'm, I'm basically, dude, I write so much stuff right now. Cause like, it's a lot. It's like between the, the, you know, between the DC stuff and then credit around stuff, I haven't announced. It's like, I, I have a lot on my plate, like way more, you know, than you guys are aware of. And um, so she's always stressed out about that. So when I got the Batman job, she was just like, <sighs> so she was annoyed. She was annoyed by it. So when this person asked, her answer was literally this, when they said, is Josh writing Batman? She texted back in this group thread. She texted back, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, and they were like, oh, congratulations. Da, da, and then, uh, and then she was like, oh, wait, is that supposed to be still a secret? And she, mm -hmm. they were like, yeah. like. And so she was like, please don't say anything. And they're like, yeah, yeah, of course, of course, of course. So we still announced it on Monday. But the thing is, in her fairness, she thought because she heard me complaining about it leaking on Friday, she thought it had already leaked. Like she thought yeah. on Friday it had gotten out. Yeah. Um, not on Monday. So we basically had like a random, <laughs> somehow some website found out and that happens sometimes people, you know, not everything is, is, um, not everybody knows everything is a secret, 
you know, it, it, sometimes you, you're having meetings and stuff, like not everybody knows every piece of communication. Uh, sometimes you'll have like, you know, a writer will, will tweet about something they shouldn't or an artist will post something they shouldn't ahead of time. Like I remember with Mitch, I love Mitch. Mitch is a, a great artist and he's like a good, a good person. And um, he, uh, he didn't know that Flashpoint Batman being in front of Frontier was a secret. And then he tweeted out one of the covers with Batman on it. And I was like, I had a message him and I was like, dude, dude. great. And he was like, let me take it down. I'm like, no, 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 because all he did was like a little piece of it. So that could have been anything. So I was like, that's fine. Don't worry about it. But I was like, don't post the full image yet. Wait until this date. And then after that, he was super cool about it. Like we would, he, you know, was like, being <laughs> sure of like, am I blowing any secrets and stuff? And I was like, no, no, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Um, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was like a wild ride, dude. Like, not telling anybody. Because then when James James said he was leaving, I already knew. I was already working on it. I think I already written the first issue then. So, you know, it was already being worked on. So I had to literally sit there just quiet Whoa. and talk about it. And I remember one time I was talking to uh, Bendis. I had a phone call. I had a Zoom with Bendis. And I told him in the call, because I don't like lying. I don't like outright lying to people. So if somebody strips asks me to my face something, mm-hmm. I will not lie to you. I'll, I'll dodge the shit out of something if I can. <laughs> but if somebody asks me point blank, I, I don't like lying, you know? So with, with Bendis, when he was like, are you doing it? I was like, oh, fuck. Okay. So this is September. I was like, this is not, this is right before. It was like the week before we announced. And I was like, all right, I got to tell him. So I, I, I told him what was going on. And then, you know, but I just made sure. Um, yeah, I don't want to, I, I don't like lying to people about that kind of stuff. So it was tough at times, man. Like even talking to Scott, when I finally told Scott, he was like, why don't you tell me? And I was like, well, I was going to want to jinx it too, you know, because you never know things could change. And, and right. But I'm also like, I'm, I'm a little paranoid, but I'm also superstitious and stuff, you know. So I always try not to jinx things. Yeah, and and we all know how much Scott likes to talk to. <laughs> so you know, you never know if he might just you know, like, Scott, something. Scott gets excited about things. That's all. Yeah. Oh yeah. He gets he excited. Really and does. I think that's why his tricks, you know, yeah. gets going. The first time. Money. One of the first times we ever interviewed him, which was like, damn, like five years ago or something. I think we had three questions. In. Oh, and the well, not just that, but he told us basically his entire arc up until at that point. Like he told us basically the the skeleton structure of what ended up being his all star Batman, and like he went from from like wherever he was in the first couple of years of Batman all the way like past All Star, and we were like, oh my god. Dude, he's funny because one thing is Scott, that's part of his process is talking stuff out. So, mm. you know, you guys, like, he, it helps him. He figures things out mm. while he's talking about it. Yeah. So that's part of why he always talks about it because it, he literally, as he's talking about it, things click in his head. But we only have a few minutes left. So yeah. what, uh, what are questions you guys got or do you want to talk about? Well, <laughs> since you can't lie, you, yeah. you, said you can't lie, uh, I need to know, in your arc here, are you ever going to have Batman eat barbecue? <laughs> I will, you know what? I will figure it out. There you I go. will figure out a way to get Batman to eat some barbecue. Will I always you? try to have. That's really funny because I, I I like when characters eat in comics. Like you don't see it enough. Yeah, I, I, I feel be a villain I feel called Sticky Fingers, and he. I, I feel right, like I feel like the the character we talked about who is revealed. You know, at the yeah, end yeah, of yeah, one eighteen, yeah. could yeah. potentially be a barbecue connoisseur. Mm. And since you can't lie, the character, wait, wait, wait. The character at the end of one eighteen. Yeah, he could. He could oh, potentially he no be a barbecue. He's talking about. I, he don't eat no barbecue. I, I, wow, oh, listen to this. He could. This is this is perking my interest now. So I got to get uh, get to that issue. Mm-hmm. Um. So 
I want to ask you this. What was it like telling like people like your wife or somebody else that James was stepping away from Batman? He's been on Batman. Like, yeah, think about this, dude. James has been working on Batman since 2011. Yeah. Like, he basically with been working on Batman for 10 years. I mean, his very first job in comics, his very first job in comics was writing a Batman backup in Batman. Yeah. That dude has been writing Batman pretty much. When you think about, he was working on Batman. He was doing Batman, Batman Eternal, Batman and Robin Eternal, then Detective. Then he was on Batman. I mean, basically, that dude has been working on Batman for 11 years. Like, he basically felt like, I, I think it's fair, he looked at it and was like, this is time. And he was thinking about before this stuff, he he kind of, you know, obviously with the Substack stuff, but he'd been working on Batman for 10 years. And so he kind of looked at it and was like, I think this is it. I think I've said what I wanted to say. And I think that's fair to be like, I'm ready to go, you know? So he had already, dude, before all that stuff happened, he was already thinking about it. I mean, you're talking about that was yeah. a 10-year anniversary. When he announced what he's working on in his... um. Is it Substack? Yeah, Substack. Yeah, um, the stuff that he's doing with that, like, I don't know if you if you if you looked at it or, or oh, seen yeah, it. Oh yeah, I talk to James every day. Oh so my I don't god, know. dude, it's so fucking cool. Like, because these guys know because of what I'm into. Like the stuff I've been reading. Like James is a hardcore. Like he loves like and not just like alien stuff or UFOs, but like any obviously kind of like crazy cryptid or like conspiracy, oh, yeah, conspiracy stuff. stuff. That's why dude, it's amazing. Was that he loves all that stuff. I mean, he has that is a busy man, dude. Like yeah. him leaving <laughs> was, was probably part of his like mental health too, because it's like he works on so much, so 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 much. Um, yeah. yeah what when, would when, be... I, when I talked at the beginning about uh, watching your favorite creators as they progress through, you know, and to doing this thing and doing this thing, that also applies to James. Like, yeah, we were all reading when he was doing the backups on Scott's book, and yeah. now. Uh, James is writing three of my favorite books that exist with Department of Truth, uh, Something is Killing the Children, and Nice House on the Lake. Yeah, dude. I mean, there's other stuff that's coming that you guys haven't read yet or haven't yeah. been announced yet that is amazing. You know, and I think there's a lot going on. Dude. That guy is super busy, crazy. Like, he's, even though he left, like, on Batman, uh, dude, his schedule is still so nuts. Like, there's so much going on all the time. Man, I'm the same way. I have a lot of stuff going on. I was able to. You know, I have a lot, a lot going on, but I was able to make this one work right now. You know, what was your other question? My other question was, yeah. since you can't lie, yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't have said that. Is it true? This is a rumor that I've heard. I've heard that oh in God. your arc, you're going to have a light blonde French bulldog named Louis in the stories. Mm-hmm. No, but I can maybe figure that out. I get you a you're, you're giving uh, the longer you stay on, the more work you're getting. It sounds like I'm gonna watch this after I step but also I'm curious what you, your thing was. We should stop recording here so you can tell me your, your guess on what's coming next. Now All right, okay, now. wait. So, so, so we'll we'll say thank you for everyone yeah, listening. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, but well, the, the, the major gonna... point we want to get across to the listeners is buy Batman because yes. Josh has got to remodel his house. To make room <laughs> for more Batman collectibles, so yeah, there'll be a lot of Batman. Buy this Batman. book. That's and Batman sweet... one eighteen, uh, December seventh. So yeah. go check it out now, and Jorge's, see who this art is, is amazing. Oh, Jorge Molina's art is amazing for sure. And, yeah, and Tomeo gotta... Mori coloring it, like Tomeo yeah, elevates everyone's art, anyone he works with. But when someone is giving him the level of work that Jorge is, it's just crazy. Oh, it's on fire! It's crazy. Who posted those foil variants of that? of that first issue variant was that that wasn't you was it no it was well uh, everyone has about me I, 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 probably do it 
I, I post. But I, I have oh, okay. I posted the picture of Jock did. I think Jorge did. Uh, who else? I saw someone else did. Yeah, I'll probably do it on Monday. <laughs> I haven't done it. I are, you with, are you with Comic Sketch Art? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so maybe they posted it too. I think. Yeah, they, oh, was. they did post it. Yeah. They did okay. If you guys want a foil variant for uh, Josh's first issue on Batman, check out Comic Sketch Art because I think they're selling them. So they're selling them, yeah. And I'm doing a signing this week at Torpedo in Vegas. But my first time like traveling at all, my first signing in like two years almost. So that's an awesome shop. You'll have yeah, fun. I've never been there before, but I've always wanted to. Oh, you've got to go into the 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 vault fortress. They oh, got I a know. fortress. For, I'm gonna be there for like a day and a half, so I'm gonna be in the warehouse and everything. I'm, I'm excited <gasps> to check it all out. Yeah, you're gonna I'm watch John excited. play drums. I'm going to do it all, dude. I'm going to do whatever I can. It'll be fun. All right, cool. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening, guys. Absolutely.